This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. So, Dave. Ian. Yes. Are you interrupting me? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, go on. Go on. Oh, okay. This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. Welcome, everyone. We usually talk about cars. Uh, and I think today we're going to talk a lot about no, car- no, no. I am interrupting you now. Oh, okay. We're not talking about cars. Oh, I had some crazy shit happen at my house, Ian. Okay. And the world needs to know about this. All right. Well, let's hear about it. So, uh, I was coming home from my booze, okay. right, from spending the weekend with her. Okay. And uh, unpacking my car. This is Sunday, right? Not a. Right. Uh, this is a little bit more than a week ago. Okay. All right. Uh. Let's see. Unpacking my car, you know, uh, putting a load of laundry in and getting ready to go to the grocery store. Get some salad stuff for the week, some eggs, make the omelets. Make it the omelets. Make it the omelets. Right? Car show, everybody. <laughs> okay. Car show. We're, what are we drinking? Orange tea. Orange yeah. tea because uh, it's going to be lit. Yeah. This is the second show and <laughs> we all know our second shows are fun. Um, okay. So- um, I go to the grocery. I, I go to leave for the grocery store, and I ha- I have a security door. Uh, so like, there's my door, and then like the steel like security door with glass in it, right? Right, and so one of those ones where it's like a, a weather variable door, right? so you can take the the glass out in the yep. summer and put the mesh up. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. And um, so when I was locking the deadbolt on that. I noticed that there was something in the in between like the glass and the frame mm-hmm. above the deadbolt. And like sometimes leaves and stuff will get back there and like kind of get chewed up, right? Yeah. So you just kind of like you take the glass out or you can scrape them out if it's not too bad, stuff like that. But like I poked at it with my house key and it was chocolate. <laughs> you hope. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> but it was I was like, what the fuck is this? Like yeah. what is going on, right? That's crazy. And so like I Went to the grocery store. I don't know why I just didn't go to like a full stop. What is this? Right. Well, because if you had, you would have just gone insane. Right. Just on the spot. Right. Right. Yeah. Just random chocolate on your exterior door to your house. Yeah. That's troubling. Right. And so I I come back and and I like I take a look at it from the inside. And here's what I see. Let me let me see if I can show the people. Uh, Let's see here. Here we go. Yep. So here's what I see. Right here. So this is, I took the glass out of my door. <laughs> so gross. And thing. there's, so that's chocolate and peanut butter melted all down the deadbolt of my back door. On the, and that's the inside. That's the inside. So what you see right there is where the glass is, where that kind right. of peanut butter looks chewed oh, okay. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like m- melted, I guess, down and like was all down. You can see, even see it like down on the doorknob on the bottom. Oh yeah. There, there's right? There's, yeah. But that's the side facing your house. Right. Right. Oh man. So I'm try like I'm trying to put together in my mind what happened that caused random chocolate yeah. to show up on my house. Yeah. Right. And uh and so like um my neighbor had put a couple like Amazon packages behind uh you know like by my back door for me, yeah. you know. Uh like just a neighborly thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And um and I was like did she just leave me like loose chocolate like, <laughs> like just like set it on my door like yeah here's something that i hope you eat before the bugs do i would have gone straight to there's something missing in my house and this is a cat burglar's 
like calling, calling card. Calling card. Okay. Okay. They leave a chocolate stain someplace. Okay. All and right. then I would have driven myself insane looking for the one thing in my house that was missing. Right. Right. When it turned out there was nothing at all. Right. Because uh, the culprit was not that nefarious, Ian. Oh. There was nothing stolen from my house. In fact, somebody was trying to add something to it. Oh. So this is this is what I saw. Let's see if we can we can we can show this on the on the uh all we have to do is take this over here nowadays. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Let's see here. All right. Download completed. Let's see if we can play it. All right. So here's my back door. And actually, let me say real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have driven myself crazy, but I have a camera on my back door. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, here we go. <laughs> so there's a squirrel. For our podcast <laughs> listeners, there's a squirrel with a effing Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup in its mouth and it's climbed up my door, <laughs> the door to my house, just stashed it up there like for the winter, I guess, and then ran off. Oh my God. So the fact that it like left a partially nibbled Reese's peanut butter cup, like how do you eat part of, no one eats part of a Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, but it was cashing it for the winner, right? Right. It got to the nut part and it thought, oh, this is the part I need to save. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. If you zoom in, you can see that it like, uh, that it like ate the chocolate from around it. Also the weird little hump that it does on my door is <laughs> odd. See that? See that? Yeah. It's super yeah, weird. Right? I wonder maybe if it was trying to pull it out, if it had gotten stuck. Oh yeah. Maybe let's see. Can we, how do we zoom in on this thing? Video. Oh, this is exciting yeah, stuff zoom. right now. Yeah. Let's go double on this thing. Oh yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not working. You're, no. you're changing, changing the volume. volume. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's super crazy though. So yeah. And so, so then the sun melted it. Yep. It sat in the sun and the sun melted it down the inside of my door <laughs> and caused me to almost lose my damn mind. This, this, the squirrel dropped it off while I was at home, while I was in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, you'd like to think that something that weird can't happen while you're in your own home. Now, the question is, would it have been better if you had arrived home to that? Right. To the like, squirrel? Like, well, no, no. To just that sitting on the outside of your door. Oh, there you go. That Like with nibbles around it. Like, right. What the hell? <laughs> right. Someone broke into my backyard to leave me a partially eaten Reese's? Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The weirdest shit happens to you, man. <laughs> The weirdest shit. I get the best Lyft drivers and the weirdest shit happens to me. Yeah, because remember, I was driving around and a gentleman asked me if I rap. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> Which gives me a chance to repeat my the, my best ever joke on this show, that your rapper name would be DJ SPF 50. <laughs> MCTAFI. Oh, MC, <laughs> MCSPF50. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so um, weird stuff happens to me. And uh, yeah. So this is one, um, one pro for the uh, internet of shit. Yeah. Right. right? It really Having is. Having a web enabled uh, camera on your house. This is the one argument I've ever seen that yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm glad you had that. I'm on board now. Yeah. Just because I can turn my lights on and off from my phone. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's insane. Right? Oh. <sighs> yeah. Car show. Car show. 
Yeah. Do you are you gonna bring it back to cars? We got car stuff to talk about now. Do we? I don't know. My laptop went to sleep. I need to wake it up with my face. It yeah. says in front of me that we're gonna get wet with Dave. Let's let's do a table of contents for our podcast listeners. Oh, let's and do also, that. And also, I'm gonna take chocolate off of the screen because that's just it looks disgusting. melted chocolate is just disgusting. Yeah. So we we talked about your security nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a getting wet with Dave. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll play some FMK cars. Sure, sure. And then I have thoughts, capital T thoughts. This is beyond the shower. About episode one of the Grand Tour, which we're going to talk about. Okay, later. all right. Okay, and then I, I'll have an FMK cars for you, and that's I think that's what we're going to do. All, okay. right? all this, right. This is the second show that we've we've recorded two in a row. These second ones get a little weird. So sometimes they get punchy because yeah. Dave gets sleepy. Oh, we're up past the witching hour. Uh, to, to drag to drag us yeah. later and into more of a tangent, uh, there is a, a a piece of canon about you in, uh-huh. the, in at our house now. Oh, okay. Is that you know Nico has started getting upset when I leave the house? Sure. If he's, sure. If you know I'm not there for bedtime or whatever. Yeah. And so I have I have to explain to him uh-huh. that Mr. Dave uh, gets sleepy. Okay. And when he gets <laughs> sleepy. He gets way too silly <laughs> to actually do anything that we're supposed to do. Okay. And so now when Nico doesn't want me to leave, he just starts crying and saying, just let Mr. Dave get too sleepy. <laughs> Does he think you're cu- leaving to take care of me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what picture are you painting no, of me I, in the I, mind of your toddler? Uh, then I have to go help Mr. Dave with uh-huh. something. Okay, okay. I have to go help Mr. Dave. Oh my God, he must think I'm a maniac codependent. No, I don't know. Who, know, who knows? <laughs> right, true. Who true, knows? True. He thinks you're the coolest person ever because <laughs> you show up with toy cars every time you come to my house he is very wrong and <laughs> and you are the base unit of measure for him so it's whatever i love how it integrated i am into your child's life with minimal contact at best yeah <laughs> it doesn't take much the kids are sponges man yeah they're not hard when right. you're not ultimately responsible for them true they're yeah. pretty easy oh no i just show up with toy cars like eh, you know, make right. us smile, and then I'm out the door. Right, right, easy. Yeah, yeah that's easy. Yeah. Oh, diaper change over to daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. gets that gets sticky. So thousand well, yard stare. Well, thank you for uh, painting this picture of <laughs> of just a, a hapless, incapable. <laughs> Sleep deprived, Mr. Well, no, Dave. it's more. It, the only honestly, thing- <laughs> it's not that far from the truth. <laughs> Ian, all right, let's move. Okay, let's move I've on. been up since four. I know. Something. I'm sorry. Let's move. No, okay, no, no. We'll move on. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, Ian. So we've had getting wet with Ian. These are Ian's shower thoughts. Just to be clear, I did not. You endorse def- naming that you naming completely those completely supported the name i definitely did you, not, you said name. double down on that name dave <laughs> let's Ian, get it in let's writing both put chapstick on oh okay right oh, now yeah, this is, yeah. mm-hmm. it's winter in colorado folks yeah there's probably like one like weird fetishist that was like they finally did it <laughs> 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 that was their thing yeah what if this is the video that like really launches <laughs> us and it's, it's the chapstick people right yeah, yeah, like the one the one episode that we had uh something about feet in the title and like that got a lot of downloads. 
And people they were gross. disappointed. All of you people are gross. They were disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so getting wet with Ian, this is when you're having shower thoughts. Yes. Right? So they're not maybe like <clears throat> completely fleshed out ideas. Right. Right? Just kind of stuff that like is noodling around in your head as you're soaping your down parts. Usually at best half-baked. Right. Right. Correct. Yes. At best half-baked. So I, I, I was getting out of the shower the other day and I realized I had been having some shower thoughts. I was getting wet with myself. That's half the battle right there. It's <laughs> half the battle. Recognizing that it's happening. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So admit you have a problem. <laughs> so this is getting wet with Dave. So um obviously we live in a very politically fraught time. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a good good start. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's start with an upper. <laughs> so we live in a period of time with a lot of division. Okay. Right? In our in our communities politically, culturally, there is a lot of division. And I was just reflecting back on like division in general and division in car culture. Okay. Right? And so I was thinking about um half this is all half baked. I was thinking about the digital divide. Right, mm-hmm. people that are on one side of it or another, right? Right, and the the digital divide, uh huh, is is like people who are connected to the internet, right? People yeah. who are Sorry. don't have yeah. access to the internet, and it's a growing uh, gulf between yes. these two groups of people. Absolutely, and the the key takeaway from the thought that I had was that as technology progresses, that divide only widens and deepens. Yes, right. Correct. And so to get somebody across the digital divide has never been harder because they are dealing with not just rudimentary technology, but technology that's so advanced that it is, it's really, it like the more advanced it gets, I think the more unapproachable it is to a certain segment of people on the other side of the digital divide. I wouldn't say that about all because yeah. a lot of technology is about accessibility. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like the smart right? speaker thing. Right. Right. Is what I keep think, coming back to because like, yeah. my mother-in-law has one. Right. Exactly. Right. So that is a weird, I like, that is a weird bridge on mm-hmm. the digital divide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, but I would consider that more of an outlier, a very maliciously marketed and well-crafted outlier. Absolutely. Right. I agree Alexa's, with all yeah. of that. Yeah. Because yeah. my mother <clears throat> has an Alexa. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. So. I was thinking about this in with uh, division in car culture, right? Okay. And I was thinking back to uh, I, I'm trying to put myself in the in the shoes of somebody that is kind of on the other side of the digital divide, because I think that there are some aspects of technology where I'm perfectly fine staying on my side of the quote unquote divide, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm perfectly fine staying away from smart speakers for one, right? Right? Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Recording devices that listen to you in your home. Yeah. Right. Uh, so um, I was thinking about um, like if back in the day when the technological leap was, say, something from fuel injection to carburation mm-hmm. or uh, carburation to fuel injection. Right. Right. That 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 was a leap. And that did kind of that caused individuals to take sides or individuals to be okay with either one, you know, or they were just apathetic, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that, that that added a a like a rock in the stack of what could be a divide in the future, 
right? It's kind of like a building block. Right. Right. And so I, I was just trying to think through like the, the elements of car culture that have built up over time that make it harder for people to bridge the gap from like an older school mentality of carbureted, you know, hot rods, muscle cars, things like that to, um, you know, to like crazy turbochargers and, you know, yeah, right. And I was just thinking that as technology progressed for us, for a certain segment of that population on the other side of X divide, whether it be digital, automotive, whatever, that it got harder to make that leap. And it was far more intimidating. So I think there's two ways to look at this. Okay. So I think there is definitely the examples that you cited and the way that cars as they've developed have have gone over the last 30 years right have definitely made a few things harder and increased the divide yes and mostly around like DIY culture right and modding culture and yeah. that sort of stuff yeah where that's now much more intimidating whereas before you could just like cram you're just cramming air and fuel in and right you exactly could kind of tinker in your driveway right? right yeah people would like cut leaf springs you know Right. Right. Yeah. But at the same point, like, I think just, I think it's now much easier to be a car enthusiast. Right. Because to be a car enthusiast, you only have to enjoy driving or enjoy looking at cars or enjoy fixing cars or whatever it is you enjoy. There's all those are different ways to be a car enthusiast. So access to cars is now easier because they're fuel injected. Right. 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 Because they're you, right. you don't have to tune them up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The like the 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 very progress that made it easier to own is something that enables outside access. Yes. Right. And you know, cars now last much, much longer. So that means used cars are cheaper. Right. And it makes it you know, makes enthusiast cars more accessible to more people. Right, right. They're safer. Like the le- the accidents are less. We're horrific. losing fewer enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't know. I, this is actually going to dovetail really nicely with my. Is it with okay? My thoughts about. Okay. Did were you in there with me? There was a lot of hair in the drain. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, I think... Who soaped my bag? My my whole thing is about how progress is viewed. Okay. Um, And how, like, when you look backwards, it's easy to get in the, in the trap of, like, not just enjoying the thing that you've lost but also decrying what's come since okay right? and i think those are two different thoughts and sometimes we lump them together okay okay right so and i think that that your example of carburetors to fuel, fuel injection. injection is often the same sort of thing right where like people will look back on carbureted era cars as like a golden age right we've lost something right exactly and i'm not saying that we haven't lost anything right right but but we've gained this right exactly exactly yeah yeah so those those were my shower thoughts okay that's very funny because it's it's very i'm let's just get right into mine because it's it's amazing how well they they dovetail I think you were in there with me. I might have been. I might have yeah. been. It might have been that that video camera that I set up in there. <laughs> with your little robot hand to... to uh-huh. This is just me. a little loofah that goes... 
Yeah. <laughs> Detecting pale ginger skin, <laughs> scrubbing appropriately. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about episode one of The Grand Tour on the Ep- Amazon. Episode one, season three? Season three, yes. Okay. Season three, episode one okay. that just aired. Um, it was very entertaining. Sure. It was great. I haven't watched it. I have some problems. Okay. So it I, go, it's, a, it's another Clarkson problem. Yeah, I tapped out season two, episode one or two. Yeah, you got really angry about something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, Using uh, the word vagina as a pejorative. That's what it was. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, Not cool. Yeah, I remember that. You're better than that. Yeah. And this is another example of that kind of just like lazy lazy sort of writing. So they they went for episode one, they went to Detroit. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and they had three modified muscle cars. So there was sure, uh, sure. A, de- a Hellcat Demon. Okay. There was a, um, an RTR Mustang. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then there was uh, a Hennessy Camaro. Oh, sure, sure. Right. And it, of course, yeah. it was fun and crazy and they did all sorts of crazy challenges and it was fun. Okay. But the framing of it, of like why they went there, uh-huh. you know, they always have to have like an angle about yeah. why they went there, which for I, the locations, yeah, you need to. You yeah, understand it, that. It adds an extra element, yeah. The framing of it was that Detroit has been ruined by uh, all of these uh, basically hipsters planting vegetable uh, gardens okay. where there used to be houses and factories. Sure. And sure. that, you know, this this is where like V8 should run and blah, 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 America, whatever. Right, right. And it got me like way more angry than I'm ever angry at Jeremy Clarkson for some reason. I think might part of it was might have been that we just were in Detroit, and right? It's like where my wife's family is from, and I spent five years not far from there, right? And I feel like I have a little bit of ownership, yeah, in little, that place, yeah. But it's just so like I'm not saying that we haven't that uh, obviously things have been lost. In Detroit. Sure. But first of all, it's mostly at the hands of the car companies that you're celebrating. Right. Exactly. Right. They're they're like more than a little bit of the cause of what's been going on. Absolutely. And hey, give me an example of that real quick. Like moving factories out. Like yeah. what yeah, moving factories out, just mismanagement, not seeing the oil crisis coming and not go. being able to react in a timely manner is yeah. the biggest thing. Okay. Because that decline started 45 years ago. Right. Okay. Um, you know, that's go. That's 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 the biggest thing. Right. And they're celebrating these manufacturers and these cars in, yeah. in the city where these kinds of things, these mismanagement and stuff like that got... And then saying, and then having the balls to say, like, well, how dare these people now plant gardens where these factories used to be? Right, right. But, like, what else are you supposed to do? You're right. supposed to. Were well, you going to make another factory, like, and ignore? Right. Yeah. And so I was approaching it as, like, I recognize this is the, 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 the boomer tendency towards nostalgia that I think I've finally, like, figured out why. What what it is about boomer nostalgia in particular that annoys me, and I think it's that they tie uh, looking back of, of something they liked uh-huh. with 
something that's happening now that they don't like. Okay, right. And right, right you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the the bitching about millennials and all sure, that sort of sure. stuff to me is very similar to what Clarkson was engaging in Absolutely. in that episode. And like the moralizing about the 60s versus versus now or whatever. Sure, sure. Um I mean like not to like completely overblow this again, but like does any of it hook into like one of the insane reasons that the whole make America great again had such fucking traction with a certain segment of the population? Oh, of course it does. That's the whole again in that sentence. Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's a good point. It's a very reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, sort of impulse to like say, to look back with fondness, which is, Fine, on its own. You, you need to. It's healthy. Yeah. And, yeah. And there are things, obviously, to celebrate about V8 cars from the 60s. A- and Detroit from the 60s. Uh, yeah, from the 1600s to yeah. the 1960s. Exactly. It was this amazing city. Um, and But but to then, like, shit on people who were trying to uh, rebuild in the aftermath of the, <laughs> of the thing you're celebrating. Right, exactly. Is just r- real dumb and shitty. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it made it made me angry, and it just that was that's where I think nostalgia loses me. Right. Right. When right. I when I when I say nostalgia is a garbage emotion. Right. That's what I mean. Right. Right. When you when you complain about the aftermath of your own mistakes, right. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that complaining about the aftermath of your own mistakes. Yes. Ian. Yeah, I I don't know. They there's just a certain. I don't know. What do you think we're gonna look back on? What do you think that we're gonna be nostalgic on? It, right now? Yeah, not much. <laughs> like personally, there'll right. be stuff sure. that I'll be nostalgic about. Me as well. Yeah, but like peanut butter melting on my door. D- yeah, I'll think back. Isn't that a simpler time? The- <laughs> right. Yeah, when, when squirrels as you're still like e- as you're like poking a zombie in the face <laughs> when squirrels still existed, right? <laughs> yeah. Before we had to use them all for food. Yeah, when no. a when a Reese's cup could last outside for more than ten seconds. So I I think that one thing about this is that the thing that prevents the thing that prevents nostalgia from going wrong, it, it and I think that I think that with these with emotions in general, the thing that that prevents them from going wrong or f- prevents them from doing us or others harm unintentionally is empathizing and pointing some of that back at ourselves. Introspections, I- introspection in ourselves. Yeah. Right. Or empathizing with like. So if you if you're bitching about somebody that's planting an herb garden in Detroit because like and not taking into account that that person's like <clears throat> 20 years old maybe right. they move there with like $500 but they could get a house for $200 right right and so they're just making the best of what they can and they're just doing their own thing yeah. without putting yourselves yourself into their shoes and then just thinking about how you would react in that situation mm-hmm. or what how you would handle it then nostalgia can completely run away from you right right yeah, but what about the thing I like, Dave? <laughs> See? See, what about the thing that I like? I like the thing that goes vroom vroom. Right, right. And I I'm owed that. Right. When I visit a city I don't fucking live in. Right, right. Exactly. Right. 
And I, rightly so that that raises the hackles on you. Yeah, absolutely yeah. it does. Yeah. I mean, I am the first one to bitch about Michigan being a hellhole, but... But you live there. But I lived there, and I have family there, and to hear, uh, you know, Jeremy fucking Clarkson do it. Yeah. Raise, raise the old hackles. No, I... I, I it, rightly so, and I think that this is one of the magical things, and one of the the one of the things that the world really lost when uh, Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. killed himself, right? Yeah, because I think when whenever he would go to a city, there was always that little bit of tension, like uh, when he did Kansas City for me, obviously, right, near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. especially my father's heart, right. right. So that city always will have a special place for me, even though I would never move back there. Right. Right? Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So like that tension of, oh God, I hope he's going to do it like justice, or I hope he's going to see at least a fraction of what I see in that place I like. Right. Right. And also like he could do that. He could show people that he understood and got those things, Mm -hmm. but was also very pragmatic and honest about how... Time marches on in a lot of places. Yeah. The way specifically Detroit. Yeah. The way like the way that he approached progress yeah. versus tradition. Yeah. You know, which is essentially what you were talking about in your first point about, yeah. you know, carburetors versus fuel injection. That's yeah. basically what we're talking about. Right, right. Can you can you embrace progress and see the good in progress while also appreciating the things that right. used to be cool? Right. You know, you can if you of course. if you put enough energy into it. You just have to be able to hold more than one fucking thought in your head at once, right? Or put yourself in someone else's shoes for a second, right? Right? Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, dude, I've been off of that guy for a while. You know, the problem is that he is so like he was so important to me as a car enthusiast, right? Like d- finding Top Gear when I did. Sure, me in my too. Life and, yeah, and his writing. Yeah, when I did. Right. Like it, he he is. You cannot escape him. Right. He is essentially the Roger Ebert. Yeah. Of yeah. Of uh car of um car I'm journalism. Yeah. And, but the problem is that he's still around. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's he didn't. He he's not the Beatles. He's the Rolling Stones, and he's still on fucking tour. He's Andy Rooney. <laughs> was but Andy Rooney was never like that cool. I think is True. where that analogy falls. Actually, apart. you know, I don't know. I don't know about Andy Rooney's early days. Maybe th- he was a fucking shotgun. I, don't I think know. he came out like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he just like you popped know what I do when somebody <laughs> sends me junk mail. I send it back to them. I put it in my bills that I mail in. Uh, speaking of uh, being up with the times and progress, Andy Rooney impressions, everyone. <laughs> you can't tell me that one was awful. It was really good. That's the, <laughs> that's what's so troubling. All right. Let me do my 20-minute Andy Rooney. <laughs> let me tease my eyebrows first. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You can get some face caterpillars out to Scorsese <laughs> level out here. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that uh, that 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 raised some hackles. Rightly so, Ian. Yeah, Rightly. yeah. I think so. I, I I I'm sorry. I have to ask. Did you take to the internets to see if anybody echoed your thoughts? No. Okay. No. All right. 
No, I'm all internet outraged out. Sure, sure. I'm very exhausted by that. I, I have to say, so I don't follow a lot of automotive journalists on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, like um, Steph and Alanis King and Balaban and, yeah. you know, some Jalopnik folks. Um and nothing bubbled up in my view about it. But then again, it's it's pretty narrow view by design. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go looking. And I think if you go looking for anything, you'll find it. But yeah, especially, you know, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Hmm. There I saw something. I wonder if someone else on the Internet is angry about it. You're going to find that. Person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. basically like it's like rule 34, right? Yeah. But for way less self-esteem. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and way less sleep. And definitely way less enjoyment. Yeah, you're exactly right, yeah. because at least they have that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Chapstick. Oh, okay. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Chapstick, cheers. It's winter. It's winter in Colorado. It's winter in Colorado. Don't worry about it. Rolls it's very dry. It's fine. Ow! <laughs> um, let's see here. I have FMK cars! <laughs> oh. I want to play FMK cars! Okay, all right, okay. Ian, we can play FMK Cars and because that's a game that we play on the show. <laughs> I miss it. Ian, I, I'm, the last episode, Dave gave me a lot of trouble, which, by I the way, did. I know it's a week ago, your guys' time, but it was literally, or maybe it was what? next week. We don't know <laughs> what, what our order we're going to release these. Um, uh, it was like three hours ago. He was like, well, you know, if you if went you first, had said it, if you had said it, I would be right there with the description. Guess who wasn't <laughs> sleepy Dave. Yeah. Ian, it's 10 Oh five. Mr. Dave is too sleepy and he gets very silly. Yeah. So dad needs to leave the house <laughs> and calm down his adult male friend. <laughs> He's going to write a short story about this, and you're going to have a very concerned teacher. It's going to look like you're stepping out on your wife for a tryst with a ginger, Ian. Oh, oh, every night you have to go to this gentleman's house to put him to bed. I never said I put you to bed. Well, that's a good, good one. I might use that one next. Mr. Dave needs me to tuck him in. <laughs> Smash cut to Nico, like 40 years old. Like, I can't go to sleep unless so, unless a hairy man tucks me in. Well, he'll still need me then. <laughs> Mission accomplished. That's what parenting's all about, right? Exactly. To increase that dependency for their lifetime. Yes. Yeah. Well done, Ian. Well played. I'm going to play an FMK Cars. FMK Cars is a game that Ian and Dave play on the Team Clear Coat podcast. It's based on the classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill. But instead of playing it with people like gross people do, we play it with cars. F means you drive it for a day. You hit it and quit it. M means you marry it. It is your daily driver, warts and all. K means you kill it. You crush it. You never see it again. Correct. Ian's going to give me three cars. I'm going to decide FMK between the three. Ian. I'm trying to decide if we have actually done this one <laughs> already <laughs> at a previous episode. But that's fine. Whatever. Okay. If you've heard this before, just stop me and we'll pick something else. Okay. This one's called Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> okay. First of all, when you say stop me, it will play something else. Stop me. We'll play something else that we've also previously played on but the show. But like longer ago. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. It's All right. Fine. Well, starting with a Barry Manilow reference, so I'm good with that. Baby, it's cold outside. 
Barry Manilow. Yeah, he did a cover of that oh, song. Okay. Yeah. No, like really, it's way too effing cold out. Why are we in Detroit? Cars introduced at the very last January-based Detroit Auto Show. Oh, I don't think we've done this. Okay, okay. so I don't know if you know. Uh, this is this is the last time uh, that the Detroit Auto Show will be held in January. Which oh really? Yeah, it has been for like decades. We need to go to the Detroit Auto Show sometime. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna move it to the summer because nobody likes going to Detroit in January. January. <laughs> it's cold. All right, so. Uh, the 2020 Toyota Supra oh, was okay. introduced okay. at this auto show. All right. Wah, wah. Wah, You're going to have to not go for free images. Yeah. But it's yeah. going to be all like Toyota's from, from Toyota. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Please don't autoplay a video. Please yeah. don't autoplay a video. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Boom. Look all at right. that. Oh, you know what? I got to show the people. Here we go. There you go. All right. Cool. The 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 BMWs. I mean Toyota Supra. Exactly. All right, and then the next one, the new Ford Mustang GT five hundred. Okay. GT five hundred. Mm-hmm. It'll be the twenty twenty. Okay. The brand new one. All right. Uh, twenty. Yeah. There we go. Just go to car and car and driver. Car and driver. Car and driver. What it is. Okay. It's got an Audi mouth on it. It does, yeah. Yeah. Seven hundred over seven hundred horsepower. Dear Lord. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Okay. All, All right. right. And then the last one is the Subaru Sty S T I S two oh nine. Twenty twenty S T I two oh nine. Uh S two oh nine. S two oh nine. Oh, oh it's a twenty nineteen. Okay. There you go. Oh wow. Okay. And that is um it's a uh, basically kind of like the BRZ TS was like it's a special edition. Gotcha. It's got the big wing on the back. Big wing. Um, but it's not like a huge boost in power or anything okay. like that. It's basically like this is the last hurrah before we do the new one. Okay. All right. Cool. Hmm. FMK. I don't know about the Supra. I think we should talk about the Supra. We should, even talk though about everybody the in the world has already talked about the they Supra. Have. We're gonna do it too. We're gonna do it too, Ian. Yes. I think I'm going to kill the Subaru STI. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to F the Mustang because I'd yes. only be able to tolerate that for a day. Yeah. I'm a Mustang. I would, I would just stab out the little uh, lights that shine the horse on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think I would marry the Toyota Supra. I think you've chosen exactly correctly. That's what you would do as well? Yes. What do we need to talk about about the new Supra? Well, it looks weird. It does look weird. It's also... So do you do you care about the the Toyota racing heritage piece of this? Because like the, the GT86 was done, has a Subaru engine. Right. Um, and then And then this car... Uh, is a BMW Z4. Right. It just is right. underneath and in the interior and everything. Do you care about that? Or are you just happy that Toyota is making a sports car? I'm happy that Toyota is making a sports car for sure. Yeah. Right? Because I think that they were really falling into being a very boring brand. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. I would rather see them do what Nissan does and uh, have a CEO that embezzles. No, no. Uh, I would rather have them do what Nissan does where there's a couple different, more exciting 
passenger cars, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know if they're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Ian. This one's not baked in me yet. Yeah. Yeah. What? Give me, give me, give me your takes on it. I don't feel like there's a wrong take on it yet. Yeah. I feel but, like I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that they're not throwing their engineering efforts behind their own flavor of sports car because right. I, I do think like they've always had a unique spin on on it. Yeah, we need like cool front drive sports cars. We yeah. need cool lightweight rear drive sports cars. We need cool you know weird grand touring machines like yeah. the like these things all like the supers always have been. Right. We don't need more Germany, like German E. Right, uh, right. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Sports cars. Yeah. Because we have lots of those. Right. They're from Germany. <laughs> true, true. So I, I, I don't really know. It's kind of like the car stands a thing, right? Okay. All right. So like if you care enough about the Supra. Right. Then you already know that it's a Z4, right? So who is it? Who is it for? Who are you making the car for? Right, for somebody that that doesn't mean anything to them. If they enjoy the feeling of it behind the wheel, then that's it. I think it begins and ends at that. Yeah, but I mean, for that person, yes. But th- I feel like that's a pretty small. Then why call it the Supra? Right. You know? Exactly. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird. It's kind of a weird thing. But I am. I on the other hand. Just happy that someone's making a sports car. Right. Okay. So let's let's try to map this onto what if another brand did something similar? Yeah. Okay. So like let's say Nissan's heritage of Z cars, right? Mm-hmm. 240, 260, 280, you know, 300, 350, 370. Yeah. What if for some reason that next one was based on, you know, a right. Mer- a, Mercedes SLK or right the Z- 400 is a Mercedes SLK right right that would be disappointing it would be it would be because right? I think it loses- I'm gonna look back with nostalgia and think that something is lost well I th- I think that the reason that I part of the reason that I want a Nissan Z car is because it's a Nissan Z car right right, right. and and I think you know to go back I'm gonna bring it back to our like dichotomy of of looking back versus progress. You're not building something new. Right. You know, you want, if there's going to be progress, you want it to actually be progress. You want it to actually be something new. Right. And with the new Supra, they haven't built something new. Right, right. They're just, you know, putting a new body on something. What do you think it was? They're they're dabbling in nostalgia completely. And coach building. Right. It's, It's nostalgia because they're not building a new thing. Right. They're only... They're only selling the super name, essentially. Right, right. Right. So that's yeah. that's the difference. Okay. Hmm. I'd want it to be a Toyota, though. Did we cram enough things through this one discussion that we had? So so I think that... W- I'm, I'm trying to think of how this came about, right? How the new super came about. Because is it a, is it a, a question of... Building our our own new platform or developing our own new platform was a mixture of being too expensive, being too risky, 
Well, well, because they had such a big thing to live up to. Well, it was being done for like years, oh, yeah. years and years. And I think that I, I, I remember the first news I heard about it with BMW was that they were going to be joint developing it. Right. And it wasn't going to be BMW is going to develop the Z4. Right. And then, <laughs> right. And then the Supra is going to be built on top of it. Right. And, you know, maybe maybe it's going to be enough of a personality change between the two that it won't matter. Right. But it's still slightly disappointing because Toyota does have the resources if they wanted to. That's the thing. To do if they wanted like to. This, right. You know. I wonder if they were just afraid to. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I take it. I feel like they had such a huge name to live up to mm-hmm. that maybe they could just never get anything off the ground because everything that was being thrown against the wall was being taken down as potentially not living up to the super name. Right, so then just do something new. Right, like what if Call they just made... something else. Yeah, you know, the Toyota Maxinake. <laughs> they name it after a tricky album. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Right. That that's what I'm wondering. If they would have had an easier time developing something other than a Supra that yeah. actually outsupered this Supra, right? I right? agree. I agree. I see. Mm. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh well. I don't know, Ian. Who knows? <laughs> Sleepy time. <sighs> I'm very tired. Now we're getting the yawning fetishes. In. It says here that you have an FMK cars for I me. I do, Ian. I have an FMK cars for you. I want to hear about it. Should I get? Should I take control? Or are oh, you going to no, do I'll, it? Okay. I'll do some quick googling. Okay, Ian. Yes. This one is called, and this this is something I stole from an old Onion headline. Okay, buddy system responsible for additional death. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, you get a car, uh-huh. and you get. Ian, now that we are among the automotive journalistic elites. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? Sure. This one is themed after our fellow automotive journalists. Okay. Okay. Right. I hope they never hear us call them fellow. We <laughs> like that, that, we're, yeah, yeah. that we're colleagues. Yeah. First up, Matt Farah. Okay. And his Fox Body Mustang. Okay. Yeah. F A R A. F A R R. Oh, F A R A H. Yep. Fox body. Okay? Yeah. It's a rad Fox body Mustang. Which he just, he sold. Okay. That he no longer has. Yes. All right? Okay. So, every time you're driving the car, Matt's in it with you. Okay. Okay? All right. Okay. All right. Second up, Ian, I'm going to give you a Subaru SVT. With Mr. Regular. You're absolutely right. Okay. Okay? <clears throat> Uh, SVX. I'm sorry. That's what I... I knew what you meant. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I think that you just illustrated an excellent aspect of what I consider conversational courtesy. Like sometimes it's more important just to let the conversation move along Mm -hmm. than to correct somebody when you both know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a very nice... Thing. It's hard on the show to do that because you have to balance it with like, will everybody else know what the right. hell we're talking exactly. about? Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so Subaru SVX. Mm-hmm. All right. And Mr. Regular in the passenger seat. Okay. Okay. Lastly, <clears throat> um, I'm going to give you a Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4. Oh. With... Our good buddy Doug DeMuro. Oh, okay. Okay. This I, I was trying to think of of 
cars that cars or car reviews that I thought of when I thought of these individual journalists. Okay. And so I really think of Mr. Regular and the Subaru SVX. Those yeah. that video is one of the best in my opinion. Yes. Right? And yes. and I think that there's a little dash of nostalgia thrown in there because he's talking about the effort that it takes to maintain something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And recognizing it for what it is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Doug DeMuro did a great video about the 3000 GT. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, uh, here we go. Car. It's so irrationally. It, it's so nineties. It is peak nineties. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay. So yeah. So every time you drive it, Doug's in the car <clears throat> with you. Hmm. Okay. You've got Matt in his Fox body Mustang that we can't see anymore. No, thanks. There we go. Okay. So I think. What I'm gonna do, uh huh, is uh, it's th- gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt because I have to crush the SVX. Oh, okay, why is that? Um, I for what are, I I'm very intrigued by those cars. Uh huh. But for what are, I don't feel the need to drive one. <laughs> really? Okay. Like at all? Okay. All right. I don't know, especially compared to the other two. Sure. Sure. I just don't. I get that. I don't feel the need to drive it. That is a really clean one. And it didn't have that wing. Yeah. Yeah. This this one here has the wing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Right? Um, so for a day, I'm going to drive the Fox body. Okay. With Matt. Okay. With Matt. Because I think that would be so much fun to do a track day yeah. and have him point out all the ways I'm a shitty driver. And I could just see you two getting <clears throat> your weird square cut pizza and having a good old fashioned time. What does that mean? Like, it's just the two of you, like, <laughs> connecting, having a beer, talking about the car. Okay. Getting your pizza. I think the two of you would get along smashingly. Maybe. I don't know. I have no, yeah. I have no idea. I've never talked to him. Yeah. Uh, and then well, I'm going to... Well, I, I would like to say he's one He's one of the automotive journalists that has never backed down from politics in automotive journalism. That's true. And I, I think that, like, his voice is very clear. Yes. And I think that you two would really get along. I would hope so. I, yeah. Because I, I do admire his writing and... um. Just his, his, his presence and voice in automotive, yeah, yeah, in culture as a whole, for yeah. sure, yeah. But I'm gonna marry the 3000 GT because, okay. I've, again, I have such an irrational love for that car, okay. And I know all of the ways in which it's a bad idea, right, right. But I, but just, you may cross paths with one at some point, yeah. And plus, if I was with Doug all the time, uh-huh. I would always be the best dressed one in the car. <laughs> Oh, because that's what's important. We Ian. we very much love you, Doug. I'm I'm giving you a hard time. It's, um, yeah, he's not listening. No. I don't know why I'm saying no. that. <sighs> he's been on the show a couple times though, and there are we always have great discussions. He's so. a fantastic dude. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What would you do? You know, I think I would do. I think I would do the. I think I would do the. I would marry the Fox Body Mustang and Matt. Oh, really? Okay. And I think for a day, I would probably do Doug and the 3000. And then I would, I hate to do it, but I think I might kill Mr. Regular. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. There's no easy way out. There is not. Let's just say the journalist doesn't die with the car. Well, no. <laughs> wait, not, wait, wait, what? We're not murdering people. <laughs> now I spring this on you. Wait, yeah. What? What? Uh yeah. No, that man, the Mitsubishi three thousand GT, man. Ah. Uh, 
Can you imagine being a car salesman in the late 90s, just hopped up on awful cocaine, <laughs> hawking those? Yeah, I mean, to I, trust fund kids. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Uh, it's such a cool car. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that uh that for you is my FDRX7. Right. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, like I said, like there was a a teacher in my middle school who had one and yeah. she was the coolest person ever yeah. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Nice you. Um what else do we have to talk about? I I think I think we've done a car show. What Did do we think? do a car show? Do you think we've done a car show? I think we've done a car show. Do you think we've done <sighs> a car show? If the, if we're asking ourselves, then no, we haven't, and yes, we have. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> it's everything all at once and nothing exactly as well, right? Um, I just want to bring up really quickly. Sure, my uh, my 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 texting. With, yes, with uh. We'll just say with a friend of the show, because I don't want to blow up his spot, especially since I was making fun of him for something that he's doing now. But um, I was in a group text, and someone happened to uh, joke about Terrence Malick doing the next Fast and the Furious movie. (laughs) And I wrote a very short overtext spec script for this, and I, I would like to share it. If that's okay. Can I just do a dramatic reading of it? Yeah, I wish I had dramatic music to play for you. (laughs) So this is, if Terrence Malick directs the next Fast and the Furious movie, this is what it's, the opening sequence. Yes. A hand gently caresses some wheat as the sun bursts (laughs) through the stalks. And as we pull back, we see it's Paul Walker with the one look he was capable of on his face. (laughs) And then over with voiceover, Vin Diesel says... He was always about family. I can't do a Vin Diesel. Can you do a Vin Diesel? <laughs> he was always about family. It was always about family. That's perfect. And our sick burnouts just don't seem the same without him. And our sick burnouts just don't seem the same without him. <laughs> okay, you have to do I something. am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do one last thing, and hopefully we find our brother and some answers. And some answers. Time to visit the drag strip in the sky. <laughs> And then the serenity of the of the of the wheat field and and Paul with his dumb face <laughs> is broken by the sound of a 1970 Dodge Charger breaking through the pearly gates and doing a huge skid through the wheat field with it just rah, 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 bouncing off the rev limiter and then we cut to the title card too slow too pensive a film by Terrence Malick guitar solo. <laughs> That, that joke is for three people. I know. <laughs> people who enjoy Ter- Terrence Malick films enough to have to seen more fault. than one. <laughs> uh-huh. And people who like cars and people who like Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. It's a very small overlap. Yeah. And I think it's in this room. <laughs> I think you're right. And maybe one or two people on your phone. <laughs> maybe. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this has been Team Clear Coat. <laughs> and if you were looking for a taste of us, you got it. Yeah. Um, so if uh if you want more of this, teamclearcoat.com has the particulars, the yep. media social, the Subs- YouTubes, the iTunes. Yep, subscribe to us on those. Tell some friends, 
Call our hotline, 720-515-1391. We can also take texts and all of that, so we'll play your your things on the show. Yes. Uh, And send us your FMK cars ideas. Absolutely. uh, Teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Yes, we'll play them on the show. Correct. Um, I am going to go to bed. How about you? I think I fell asleep for a second just back there. Ian. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm Good night, just gonna, everybody. I'm just going to papoose myself in one of the blankets from the blanket <laughs> fort. Right on the show. Good night, everybody. We love you. We absolutely do.